Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about leadership and self-deception. The phrase, this isn't rocket science, isn't something you can say around Yolanda. The holder of two master's degrees and a Ph.D., she is a rocket scientist. Her upbringing in Puerto Rico was, she says, old-fashioned. She learned to respect her elders and to be humble about her accomplishments. Those values were great preparation for her years in the Air Force. The hierarchy and structure were a comfortable fit for her. In the private sector, she didn't feel nearly as well-matched. When she saw people develop friendly relationships with senior leaders, she labeled it inappropriate fraternizing. When people who didn't deliver the best results received promotions, she labeled them ass-kissers. To avoid that label herself, she put her nose to the grindstone, cranked out tons of top-notch work, and remained distant from the executive offices. One day, waiting at a gate at the airport, she saw the executive vice president in charge of the division she had joined just a month earlier. She'd met him once right after she came on board. Standing there in the airport, it never crossed her mind that she could approach him and say hello. Rather, she kept her eye on him, and when they made eye contact, she nodded respectfully to him. He nodded back. I asked why she hadn't approached him. She said she was sure he was tired of people talking to him all the time, that he would know she was only smooching up to him, and that she'd rather be known for her good work rather than for being a manipulator. I asked... Why would talking with Ed at the airport make you a manipulator? She looked back at me and said rather defiantly, You think I should have gone over and said hello to him, don't you? I don't think you should do anything, Yolanda, but it does concern me that you don't seem able to even consider it as a choice. That feels very limiting. I don't think it's limiting to be respectful to my superiors, she said. I think it would limit me if I weren't. Can you hear how Yolanda put herself in a box? To her, the box is invisible. She believes keeping her distance from Ed is respectful and humble, the values she learned in her family. But her self-limiting beliefs have her boxed in, and she can't see her box any more than a fish can see the water it swims in. Avery can't see his box either. Raised in an immigrant family, he learned that if he didn't stand up and fight for himself, he'd get disrespected and passed over so his aggressive, defensive behavior in meetings feels completely justified to him. Rather that than be a doormat, he says. Like Yolanda and Avery, Roberta is in a box too. Brought up in a home with addiction and chaos, she strives for harmony at all costs. Conflict of any kind can make her physically ill. When people complain that she's indirect and slow to address issues, she says she doesn't want to upset the apple cart. In her head... She is serving people by calming the waters. She's in a box, and she can't see it. It's our nature as human beings to live the lessons we learned in our families and to justify the behaviors that evolved from those lessons. In many parts of our lives, those lessons and behaviors serve us very well. Inevitably, though, at some point, those same behaviors become self-limiting. This isn't bad or shameful, it's simply part of our nature as humans. So are we condemned to live inside self-limiting boxes that we're unable to see? No, 
We're not fish incapable of knowing we live in water. On the contrary, we hold the potential to become aware of the boxes that limit us. Engaging in any process of self-growth and development can begin to raise your awareness of your own box. Here are three questions to help you do just that. Number one, how did I contribute? At the end of a big success, we naturally congratulate ourselves and acknowledge that we did well. Sometimes we'll even celebrate our win. But when we fail, most of us focus on how other people got in our way and cut us off from our goal, or we punish ourselves so harshly there's no real learning. Asking, how did I contribute to this outcome, is a question that doesn't come automatically to most people. Learning to ask that question can begin to illuminate the walls of your box. Question 2. Am I getting what I really want? Often we live our lives in a way that focuses our attention on this task or that event. It's rare that we have time to reflect on the patterns in our lives. Asking, am I getting what I really want, helps you reflect on your sense of being rather than your sense of doing. If you find you're not getting what you think you want, ask yourself question number one, how have I contributed to this outcome? After all, it's your life. Question number three, what do I get out of this behavior? One school of psychology says we create systems that fulfill our concepts of ourselves. These aren't always positive or conscious. What does Yolanda get out of her self-limiting beliefs? Well, she gets to be the good, obedient girl who honors her parents' lessons of humility and respect. Avery, the combative son of immigrants, gets to stand up for himself. Roberta gets to avoid the pain of chaos. Would Yolanda and Avery and Roberta immediately know the answer to the question, what do I get out of my repeated behavior? No, they wouldn't. But... If they ask themselves that question repeatedly over time, they might become aware of their patterns, and that could lead them to make different choices that would get them different results. Before I conclude this executive coaching tip with one final recommendation, I want to speak personally for a minute. In America this past week, we celebrated our National Day of Giving Thanks. I was very mindful this past week of you, the listeners of this podcast, this past year, I have been honored to be in direct contact with many of you. I've had wonderful exchanges of ideas, and many of you have taken me up on my various offers to send you additional material that supports these podcasts. It's been a real pleasure to be in touch with so many of you directly. Thank you. I've also heard your expression of thanks to me, and I've been touched by that. One man in Ireland wrote, Your tips are really helping me out. It's hard to believe I'm getting so much for free. If there's ever anything I can do to return the favor, you only have to ask. Well, there is a small favor I'd like to ask. It's not so much to help me as to help other people like you find our podcasts. Posting positive reviews in the iTunes store helps keep the podcasts high in the search results so new listeners can discover us. Posting a review takes just a minute, and of course it's free. Just go to the podcast page in the iTunes store, scroll down until you see the headline that says Customer Reviews. To the right of that is a little button that says Write a Review. Click there and put in your thoughts. If you take the time to post a review, please let me know and tell me your Apple username. As a small acknowledgement of your support, I'll send you a reading list of the books I give out to my clients over the course of a year. And of course, I'll send you my personal thanks. 
Speaking of books, I want to get back to the podcast because I was just about to recommend one of my favorite books. We were talking about the boxes we all create that limit us and how hard it is to see the box we're in. The best book I know on this subject is called Leadership and Self-Deception. The Arbinger Institute is listed as the author. The book is surprisingly friendly, and it's inspiring, and its tools are easy to grasp. As leaders, we can't help but bring our boxes with us into the workplace, and like it or not, they're manifestly apparent to the people around us. Any good feedback report proves that. Gaining awareness of your box diminishes its power over you and helps bring you within reach of the look and sound of leadership. Of our more than 50 podcasts, many of them are about self-growth and personal development. You can find all our podcasts on our website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That will take you to a searchable archive of our podcasts and more than four years of executive coaching tips. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for The Look and Sound of Leadership. Until next time, this is Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.